episode two. Having started my career with Ciber Corning as a product specialist in support of their international distributor network, it wasn't long before I was travelling around Europe, specifically Belgium and France, where we had very good distribution that was active in generating sales inquiries that meant I could go out and do some work with them to follow up. But one day my boss, Ken, came in and said, Steve, how do you fancy a trip to Indonesia? Wow, okay, that's a long way. I've never been to the Far East. That would be quite good to do. What's it about? He said, well, we're going to do some regional training, and I thought we'd do it in Jakarta. We'll fly in the local distributors from Southeast Asia. And then there's a trade fair going on at which the British government are offering sponsorship for. It's another chemical congress, and we might pick up some interesting leads for the Indonesian agent. So we'll be there in total for about 10 days. But if you want to take some holiday, you can also add that on as long as you pay for your own hotel expenses. Well, that was an offer I couldn't refuse. I looked at the map and realised that I could easily get a flight from Jakarta down to Bali for not much money, have a few days there, and we were routed Uh, in any case via Singapore in both directions. So I made the arrangements to fly out with Ken on Singapore Airlines and we duly arrived in Jakarta, one of the great Asian megacities, in the early spring of 1990. We had distributors come in from Thailand, uh, from India, from Vietnam, Malaysia and Singapore itself as well as, of course, the local Indonesians, who were just an absolutely lovely bunch of guys. Nothing was too much trouble for them, and they really wanted to show off the city and their country. The training went without uh, any hitches, really. It was very straightforward. We'd had the instruments flown in and customs cleared, ready to do the trade fair. Um, None of the delegates particularly stuck in my mind. And we moved on to do the 10 days of the trade show. That was also relatively, um, not exactly boring, but nothing much to, to remember, really. It was just another trade show in a rather hot, airless building. But after that, we'd arranged to travel up country with the local distributors from uh, Indonesia up to the second city of Bandung. And this involved all of us piling into a hired taxi and heading out of Jakarta at about 3pm in the afternoon towards Bandung, which is up in the mountains and a lot cooler than Jakarta, which is effectively built on a swamp at sea level. We headed out down the newly constructed motorway until suddenly the car came to a stop and we were approached by um, a couple of traffic cops who told our driver, you have to wait here. And it transpired that the motorway ended at that point and we would be going onto the original road up into the mountains uh, and that that was quite busy with traffic coming down following a public holiday. So we would have to wait before we could go up. Now, As it happened, we were able to move off fairly quickly um, and into the city of Bogor, where the Indonesian Botanical Gardens are situated. 
that's a very very beautiful part of the city and we were lucky enough to see the fruit bats swooping around out of the trees as we passed Uh, we stopped for some light refreshment and then began the interminable climb up the very twisty road to the top of the pass that would eventually lead us to bandung by now night time had fallen and we decided to stop for dinner at around seven o'clock as we reached the top of the pass the taxi driver pulled over and the five of us went in to get something to eat i was immediately beseeched by a trader nearby with a tray of trinkets to buy uh, a necklace a silver necklace with what appeared to be uh, a tiger tooth pendant in some semi-precious stone on it i wasn't particularly interested it did look quite quite a nice chain i must admit but i really didn't have any inclination to buy it and so i went into dinner and half an hour later when we emerged from the restaurant this guy was still there and still pestering me to buy his chain i had a handful of indonesian rupiah in my pocket uh, which would have accounted to something around four or five pounds so i proffered these and he said no 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 twenty five thousand not enough no 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 fifty thousand i said joking on you fifty thousand no way no twenty five no 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 forty thousand and we began haggling no i'm not paying forty i don't really want it eventually i started to walk back towards the taxi he came scampering after me okay okay twenty five twenty five so I swapped the 25,000 rupiah, as I say, about four pounds for the chain and I wore it for the rest of the holiday. And it was actually very nice. We finally made the hotel in Bandung at about 10 o'clock that night. And it was a very traditional colonial era, Dutch colonial era hotel, which had been used as the site for a famous conference, the Asia Africa conference. And you could look in the hotel registration book and see the signatures of um, Mao and um, President Nasser of Egypt um, and a couple of other guys I think Jomo Kenyatta of Kenya and uh, someone else oh India it would have been um, it wasn't Indira Gandhi it must have been Nehru Nehru and there they all were in the hotel register uh, it was very cool and refreshing up there. And the next day we went to visit the uh, National Nuclear Research Institute of Indonesia and did some business with them. The food throughout the Indonesian trip was very, very interesting. I like spicy food and Indonesian food suited me with its mix of Malay and um, Malaccan spices uh, with traditional Indonesian dishes as well. They have a plate uh, which they bring out with it made of metal normally with 20 to 25 individual wells in it each with a small dish in so that you can sample the full cuisine in one go it's a it's a veritable banquet and i ordered one of these at the suggestion of the distributor and i believe ken did as well and we gradually made our way through 22 of the 23 dishes until we were left with these rather odd-looking black slabs of... I can only describe them as something that looked like black pudding with big holes in it. So if you can imagine spongy 
uh, roughly cut into ovoids in slices and very, very dark, ready black. When I tried to eat it, it was like shoe leather. It tasted salty. It didn't really taste meaty, and it was incredibly chewy. And I, I stuck with this. I persevered with it for three or four minutes, chewing on this thing. And I turned to the, my local colleagues and said, I'm really sorry. I don't know what this is, but I can't eat it. And they laughed and said, ah, yes, that is air-dried horse lung. Suffice to say, I never tried that one again. Having got to Bandung with the car... We decided it would be much more civilised to come back on an air-conditioned train. The Javanese railways are actually quite good. And the Japanese-built diesel locomotive at the front was perfectly adequate for the journey. And, of course, we could afford first class as it was really just a few pounds extra for us. No real cost. And it was very relaxing, just slowly winding our way down through the tropical rainforest at the higher levels. Uh, watching the paddy fields, watching the people working with the ox carts and bearing the big baskets on their backs. We saw tea pickers. We saw all kinds of merchants. And as the train stopped at different stations, all sorts of different people got on and off until eventually, in early evening, we arrived back in the mega city that is Jakarta. The next day, I'd arranged to fly from Jakarta to uh, the city in the middle of Java <clears throat> called Yogyakarta because Ken and I wanted to visit the temples at Prambanan, which are Hindu, and at Borobudur, which are Buddhist, and to take a few days off. This was quite interesting. We got out to Sukarno Hatta Airport having checked out of our nice posh intercontinental hotel in the middle of the city and got on our afternoon flight to Yogyakarta at about four o'clock. The aircraft took off and we flew for about an hour down the spine of Java and we began circling off the coast with the mountains of central Java in sight but covered by huge rain clouds. The pilot came on and announced in Bahasa Indonesia, the local language, but then again in English, that we were unable to land because of the heavy rain at Yogyakarta, and he would continue to circle and see if the rain stopped. Well, after an hour of circling, he decided he didn't have enough fuel to keep doing that, and we would have to return to Jakarta. So we flew all the way back and landed some three hours after we had originally left. They deplaned us into the lounge and then in about 40 minutes after that said, oh, OK, it's uh, stopped raining in Yogyakarta. You can all get back on the plane again, which we duly did. We took off from Jakarta and over Jakarta Bay. We basically did a U-turn and landed again as the pilot said, no, it's still raining. We still can't land and we'll all have to get off the plane again. But this time, the gate agent said, well, that's it, folks. There's no more flights today. Come back tomorrow morning. This was a bit of a shock to Ken and I, as we hadn't actually got a hotel at this point. But it would appear to be a tactic of Garuda Indonesia to basically dump all of their customers and just tell them to come back the next day. 
because after an hour of haggling, they offered the equivalent of 25 US dollars for anyone who wanted to get a cab into the city centre. Now, we didn't have a hotel and they just dumped us. So under international law, we and various other Western guests felt that they should be accommodating us. Luckily, we had an American gentleman in our party who could speak some Bahasa Indonesia. He was able to negotiate with them, and after three hours, they finally agreed to put all of the Westerners up in the Hotel Indonesia, which is near the airport and owned by Garuda. They could have done this much earlier on, of course, but they just waited until all the locals had gone home before making that offer to us. So... We had a very short night, Ken and I sharing a room, woken at 4.30 in the morning to get back to the airport for a 6am departure to Yogyakarta, where this time, hooray, we were actually able to land. We did get to see the Borobudur Temple. It is one of the wonders of the world. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And we also found time to get to Prambanan as well before retiring to our hotel in Yogyakarta for the evening. We were treated to a gamelan display of shadow puppets and drumming, typical Indonesian entertainment, typical for tourists that is, I'm not sure that most Indonesians bother with it, before retiring to bed. But I was woken at about 1am in the morning by the noise of something scratching across the formica surface of the bathroom. I flipped the light on, only to see the entire surface of the bath stand, at the sink and the floor covered in huge cockroaches. Having dissected a few of these, I can't stand the little blighters, and so I immediately called down to reception to ask them if they had some kind of fly spray. Well, Julie, after 10 minutes, they came up and there was a knock on the door, 10 past one in the morning at this time. And when I opened it, the uh, porter was standing there with clean sheets. I said, no, 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 not, not sheets. I need fly spray. <laughs> fly spray. Oh, OK. Well, he left the sheets anyway and went back downstairs to find the, the insecticide, bringing it back up. He then sprayed all around the suspended ceiling in the bathroom and I have never seen so many roaches come out. The floor was covered in writhing, dying roaches, which really made the situation a hundred times worse. These things were over two inches long from head to tail and uh, nearly an inch across the carapace. And really, the, they were indestructible. The only real way to kill them was to hit them hard with a shoe, which, of course, made a lovely mess everywhere. So, uh, needless to say, I had to sleep with the light on, and I really didn't get much rest that night. After that, I've had a lifelong hatred of cockroaches, uh, especially those huge African and Asian ones. In the next episode, we'll take a look at what happened in Bali and then Singapore on that trip.